Hey, this is Matt Jordan. You're listening to The Barn. Tattling my feet, the best of my freedom. Tattling my nightmares, get the best of my dream. Tired of wasting regret on how far I ain't come. Tired of wasting my breath. On things I ain't done Spend most of 25 years Burning down bridges I guess I had more to prove Than I knew what to do with yeah, I was born in the fast lane Hi and welcome to The Barn Live from The Barn Studios You got the mocks in the studio today Join online right now with a special guest we have Mr. Matt Jordan, St. Louis's own, or I guess Eureka's own, right? Matt, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? Doing really good. St. Louis is like a very general term in the Missouri area, right? It is, yeah. I grew up uh, in Eureka, about 40 minutes west of St. Louis, and uh, I, I live in Wildwood now. Our studio's in Farmington, Missouri, about an hour, 60 miles south of St. Louis, okay. and, and I still tell people I'm from St. Louis, so... Yeah, I mean, you you get up too far outside of St. Louis and no one knows what you're talking about anyway, so it's easier <laughs> just to say that, you know? Really excited. This weekend is a big weekend in St. Louis at the Chesterfield Amphitheater, awesome venue, by the way, the Open Highway Music Festival, June 16th and 17th. You're playing on Saturday. Yes, sir, I am. It's going to be a great weekend. The lineup that um, John and his team have assembled is awesome i think they did a great job of getting some some st louis's uh original artists um and i love that they're fostering that and then obviously some of the big touring guys jason isbell blackberry smoke it's a it's a heck of a lineup yeah i've heard of those guys before (laughs) yeah they've been around a little bit (laughs) and i i love that about the festival too and we talked when we spoke to john we we interviewed john last week he has the st louis flavor you know, a part of the festival, but obviously brings in these big acts and, and important acts too. I mean, Jason Isbell, I'm a huge fan, and I think he's just he's doing things the right way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's a you know generational talent when it comes to songwriting, and um, it's good for St. Louis. You know, and I think what I love about what John's doing with this is I've been in St. Louis for for a lot of years um, doing this music stuff, and there's a lot of really great talent here uh, in town writing songs and stuff, and. There's just not uh, there's not a ton of opportunities for for local artists to to get on stages and, and play big shows like this, and so it's really an honor and really cool that John is letting a lot of us local guys, you know, be on this with such big names. Seems like you spend a lot of time in Nashville and obviously playing shows mm-hmm. and traveling. But when you are in town, what are some of your favorite places to play? What are some of your favorite shows that you've done locally? Oh man, we've played a lot of the a lot of the St. Louis places. I mean, last year we were very fortunate to get to play at the Pageant for the first time uh, on an opening spot there. And the Pageant's got to be my favorite gig ever because it's where I fell in love with live music when I was 14 years old. And so getting to do that, you know, 15 years later, whatever it was, and getting to be on that stage for the first time was pretty special. But played Old Rock House and Delmar Hall and. Uh, Chesterfield Amphitheater last summer. Um, so there's some great, great venues in town. And um, it's been really fun to knock some of those kind of off the bucket list, you know. Yeah, and the pageant's one of my favorite places to catch a concert, too. And I think I think it's because it's such a professional production. The sound is always yeah. incredible. The lights, they nail. It's just, it seems like yeah. they're doing it the right way there. Yeah, man, it, it is a good team down there. Their production team's incredible. I mean, we came in with, you know, no light 
designer or light tech and we were playing that show and most venues would just kind of turn on some stage lights and leave them and the guy working at the pageant i can't remember his name now but he he gave us a whole light show man uh no you know no planning for it. he didn't know what songs we were going to play and he he did the real deal it was really cool do you ever get um approached by people that are surprised that you are a, a local guy you know do sometimes you play shows and they think that maybe you're you're on the touring package or part of the tour yeah, I mean, I think it happens sometimes, and that's not like to, to toot my own horn. We just have been very fortunate to get to open for some pretty big names in the last, you know, 18 months. And so usually if you're opening for a big name and you're playing your own songs, um, I think people are going to assume that you're you're on the on the road with them, you know. And so, yeah, we get, we get that sometimes. And, and it's always fun when we're playing in St. Louis, you know, uh, opening at the pageant or Dunmore Hall or whatever, and I say, hey, I'm, I'm from here. People always always like to find new local artists, I think, you know, so it's fun when that happens. You know, with all this, uh, what I've kind of been calling like regional pride ship in Americana, country music, whatever you want to call it, you know, the Texas country and Nashville and even like Appalachian. I always love Midwest guys. We actually just spoke to Logan Mize. He's a Kansas uh, country singer. I don't know oh, if, yeah. Yeah. If you're familiar with him. He's great. Yeah, yeah. But like uh, what I love about it, it, it does have that sort of John Mellencamp feel, small town, Midwestern kind of thing. And I know that's part of your sound as well. Yes, sir. I call it Heartland Rock um, because that's the stuff I grew up on. It was Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, John Mellencamp, Jackson Brown, Bob Seger. And my hypothesis is that if any of those guys were coming out today as new artists with the same sound, they would be considered country based on our definition of country today. And so... Yeah, I call it Heartland Rock. I think it's what a lot of guys in the Midwest are doing, and, and I kind of see a little revival happening in that space. But uh, we've kind of found our home in country music, which is awesome. I mean, country media and playlists and shows have, have embraced us and included us in that company. Um, but I think it's kind of a, sh- a sub-genre of, of country that I call Heartland Rock. Can I quote you on that real quick? Absolutely. I believe you said, to me, country music is just story songs. I think if Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp was coming out today, they would be considered country artists. Their genre has kind of gone away. And I could not agree more. That's why I pulled that quote. I agree. Yeah, and that's it, man. I think that there's been this whole debate in country music in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years of, well, this isn't country. And this, and it's like, you can't, I don't think anyone has the authority or the right to say what is or isn't country. I think that country is a very broad brushstroke, big bucket genre. It has a lot of subgenres, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But to say that, you know, Kit Moore isn't country or something like that, but Zach Bryan is, it's like, oh, I see country in both those guys. They just have different, different influences, you know? Sure. Your bio said that you majored in business. Do you think that's helped you in your career, your music career, and how? Yeah, I did. I majored in business and I, I worked in business for, for a lot of years before I, I was able to go full-time music. And um, I do think it has been beneficial. I mean, I think that something that everyone says, but not everyone lives out is that the music industry is a business, you know, and um, what we have to remember is that our music is just the product. We still have to figure out how to get it in front of people. There's marketing and sales and promotion and there's accounting, you know, I, I run my own books and I gotta, I gotta be, you know, at least somewhat savvy financially to, to handle all that and make sure I'm not missing things. And I think it's really beneficial to have that experience, like real world experience in business and, and kind of know how to do some of that stuff. Cause it's kind of a one man operation uh, on the music side. Now, I feel like I got a team, I got, you know, publicists and a great band and stuff like that. But as far as running the business goes, a lot of that lands on me. And so, yes, I think that it's been really beneficial to have that education and that real world experience. 
Do you think there's pros and cons to that? He's talking about everything landing on you. I mean, you get to make the choice, the final choice, which is probably a good thing. But then a lot of uh, the you end up, you know, carrying a lot of the burden as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely pros and cons. I mean, um, from from a creative standpoint, it's awesome to be the one steering the ship because I get to write the songs I want to write and release them if and when I want to, and I don't have anyone telling me how to do that, you know. But yes, there's a lot of a lot of things that go into it as well. I, I don't like accounting. I don't like numbers. So I don't enjoy that side of it. I prefer not to have to make TikToks all the time and things like that. But it's got to be done. It's just a big part of the, of the machine. And, and you kind of just have to you have to play the game a little bit, you know. And um, anyone who says, oh, I just want to put music out and, you know, just good music. That's what I'm doing it for. Like, that's great if that's really it. But there is a business side to it. And someone has to do that work if, if you really want to have a shot at it, you know. Let's get into the songs a little bit, if you don't mind. Absolutely. You care if I play a couple? No, go for it. I probably look like hell. Hell, I don't feel any better. Rolling in and out of town, just like a patch of weather. I do 90 through a speed trap like a bullet through the night. Flip the bird and never look back. No time for thinking twice I've gotten good at getting long gone Don't try and prove me wrong That's Anyone But Me. Tell us a little bit about Anyone But Me. Yeah, that's the newest single. Uh, just came out about two weeks ago, I guess. That's a song that I had that idea for a long time and started writing it by myself last fall and had some lyrics that I liked a lot, but it was kind of this real singer-songwriter acoustic thing and took it to my buddy Jarrett Hartness, who I write a lot of songs with, and I kind of showed him what I was doing and he was into it and we started writing some verses around that chorus and the lyrics we were writing were just a little bit more edgy than I had than the vibe I had written. So it kind of stripped it back and, and restarted the music and ended up rocking it out a bit. But, you know, that song is about being restless. And I'm a I write a lot about that. I'm a restless dude, um, which I don't think is inherently a bad thing. Um, but I think when it's pointed or aimed at the wrong people or things that can cause uh, bridges to burn that don't need burning and things like that. And so it's kind of this internal battle that I always and fighting against myself of trying to strike that balance of being content with where I'm at and also not settling into complacency and not striving for, for more, you know, and that's kind of what that, that song's about to me. You also released a sort of behind the scenes or behind the story of the song video on it, which I always love. I, I love when artists pull back the curtains a little bit, you know, because mm-hmm. I know as a, as an artist, maybe you would want your music or your message or your lyrics to be interpreted however the person would want them because people might take songs different. But to actually hear yeah. what the song's about from the artist, I think is always refreshing. So I love that you released that video. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm going to do that for for the rest of the songs coming out this year. And I, that's why I do it. You know, there's, there's something in the, you know, you want to give the songs to the listeners and, and let them make it their own song. But I do think it's cool as a fan, as, as a listener myself, when I can kind of hear what the writer and what the artist was thinking when they were writing a song, what it means to them. And I can still interpret it my own way, but um, it's just, it, it is a cool behind the scenes thing to kind of get in their brain a little bit. And that's what I'm trying to do with those videos. And that's the beauty of music. I think that, you know, everyone kind of gets to make the song, what, what it means to them. I mean, that goes, that goes as far as the co-writers. There's a song that I, I released a couple of years back called outskirts of grace that I wrote with my buddy, Charlie Berry. 
And Charlie and I wrote that song together in the same room on the same day. And we have both very different ideas of what that song means to us. Even as the writers, we didn't, we weren't entirely clear on, we didn't necessarily agree on what the lines meant, you know? And, and I think that's a cool thing about music is everyone kind of uh, plugs a song into their personal experiences and, and relates it accordingly. And uh, I think it's a really beautiful thing. I totally agree. And it's interesting because like throughout my life, songs have changed like even meaning you know because of mm -hmm. maybe i experienced mm -hmm. something different or a loss of somebody or you know i have daughters now so it might have like changed the song meeting or the song feels differently so i mean music's just so important to you know the world i think and uh in people's personal soundtracks i know that sounds cheesy but it's sort of the soundtrack of your life no, that's the truth man it's not cheesy it's just uh you know most most memories most kind of core or major memories in my life there's a song or a couple songs or at least an artist that can take me back to that time. And I can immediately say, I was listening to this when I graduated high school or, or what have you, or when I got married or whatever it is, you know, and it's a just cool thing that just kind of transcends time and um, experiences. And I, I love that about music. Can we hear my favorite Matt Jordan song? All right. Telling my feet, the best of my freed. It's hard to cut it off right there, but we'd be sitting here all day, right? <laughs> Tell us about Runaway Heart. Oh, man, it's kind of the same story as anyone but me, uh, but it's a little bit more of an emotional side of it. Um, you know, the way I, I talk about my restlessness, I'm, I'm married with three kids now, and, um, you know, the, the music thing is, it's not always easy on that, you know? Um, it's a lot of traveling, a lot of late nights and early mornings and things like that. And it's always hard to say goodbye to my wife and my kids when I'm going on the road or heading to Nashville or whatever. And I think that that, that Runaway Heart song was kind of like a, a letter to myself, almost asking myself, like, hey, could you just slow down and smell the roses a little bit? You got it good. And, you know, you're always looking for the next big thing. And, and for me, the way I've put it before is like, I'm not a guy who's like, who believes the grass is always greener on the other side. But I I am the kind of guy who's like, but I need to look over the fence and find out for sure, right. you know, before I settle into this, you know, it's just, there's always this wondering in me. that's like, what else is out there? And that's a tricky thing sometimes to navigate as a married man and a dad, you know, because I've got everything I could possibly ask for. And there's still this part of me that wants to go do this thing and chase something bigger and, and, and something else and have a new adventure. And um, yeah, that song's pretty, probably the most personal song I've ever released, honestly. It's a great song. We can't wait to hear Thank it. Thank you. We can't wait to hear it this weekend at Open Highway Music Festival, June 17th, Chesterfield Amphitheater. And you will be playing on the Regional Arts Commission of St. Louis stage. And we can't wait to be there. The barn will be in the building and we will uh, we will be in attendance happily. And Matt, can't wait to meet you in person, man. Loving your stuff and uh, proud that you're, re you're representing St. Louis the way you are. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. Tattling my feet, the best of my freedom. 
tired of letting my nightmares get the best of my dream. Tired of wasting regret on how far I ain't come. Tired of wasting my breath on things I ain't done. Spend most of 25 years burning down bridges. I guess I had more to prove than I knew what to do with. Yeah, I was born in the fast lane, so I'm used to goodbye. Now I've yet to find something that I can't leave behind. Chance.